Today we're talking with Michael Short. Mike is a business relationship coach, author, and motivational speaker. He helps clients find opportunities and tools to increase direct referral sales. I'm your host, Zachary Alexander. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and check out some of our other past podcasts. Building better business relationships is one of the things that always ends up on everyone's to-do list every year. Whether you are a business owner or simply independent-minded, doesn't matter. We all need better relationships to be successful. So we've got just the expert to help us get at least one of your goals knocked out this year. Mike, welcome to the Subscription Maker Podcast. Zach, thanks so much, man. I'm happy to be here. I appreciate the invitation. So, Mike, how do you define a business relationship coach? You know, that's a great question because it's a term that I had never really heard before. And it kind of goes, uh, what I did is I, I created the title to match what I was doing professionally. So to tell you a little bit about the story, back in 2006, I, was, I had been in sales. Um, and had been a very active networker in my area, which was Richmond, Virginia, was involved in BNI. If you're familiar with Business, Business Network International, it's a great uh, nationwide, really international business networking organization. But there was a need, I think, in that market for something a little bit different. So in 2006, I, I started what originally was called the Professionals Referral Organization which was designed to give people a little bit of an alternative to that structure of stand up, do your elevator pitch. Uh, your turn is over. Hopefully somebody knows the people that you're trying to meet. And so we began initially as a conversation based referral organization. So we would say, Hey, Zach, who do you want to meet? Now tell us instead of just an elevator pitch, why is it in particular that you want to meet that person? And then we would talk instead of just a yes or no, can I introduce you to them? We would discuss strategies on how to make those connections. Well, as we as we began to evolve over the first couple of years, we really became much more of a mastermind organization. And the question became, what are you working on? And as your team of strategic partners, how can we help you? And that's when I really started thinking about how do I describe to people in a brief description or job title, what it is that I do. And that's where business relationship coach really originated with me because what I was doing is I was coaching and talking with groups of people. I was also helping individual members of our community get connected and build a relationship where uh, as long as they liked each other, you know, there's three things I think in business that are crucial for with people you do business with. And that is you need to know, like, and trust them. Well, the like is the one piece that I can do nothing about. The getting to know them piece, I can help them kind of figure out what do I need to know about this individual who's going to be a professional strategic partner. And then the trust is something that just develops over time. That's you know, I can talk with people about acting with integrity and, and how do you build trust, but ultimately that's up to them as well. So when you do, when you ask me how do i define a business relationship coach i would say it's somebody who helps individuals identify other people that it makes sense for them to build a professional strategic partnership with 
and then help them begin that journey. And as they go through that journey, help them deepen that relationship so they continue to get great results and hopefully not only have that business relationship, but also a friendship and a personal relationship at the end of the journey. Okay, now that you've got us stoked. So could you give us a couple tips on how do we get started? That's a, you know, it really depends on what your goals are. So I think the first thing you've got to really do is you need to do a, a assessment of yourself and you need to, to ask yourself, what areas am I strong in? What areas can I improve in? And then you want to begin to ask yourself, what types of people can help me make those strengths even stronger and can help me either fill gaps in those areas I'm weak in or help me get better and learn how to do those. But without kind of understanding where you are first, and there are people who have great business connections and what they're lacking is a circle of friends. There's other people that are very socially connected, but they've never been able to leverage or turn that into a professional advantage, right? So I think the first step is you've got to look in yourself and you've got to identify what am I strong at? What areas can I improve at? Or do I just not do and the first step is to say, where can I complement and enhance myself for my vision of where I'm going, where my, my company's going, where my career is going, and then start to identify people that can help you fill those gaps or meet those needs. So the way to do that, number one, and the biggest thing people need to get over is you've got to get out and you've got to meet new people. Even if you have a pretty significant circle of influence, people tend to view you however they originally got to know you. You know, there's people that that I knew in high school and college that if I talk to them a day, today, they still think of me as the goofy 13-year-old or 20-year-old, you know, guy who was going out to the bars every Thursday and Friday night. And they don't really, it's it's hard to make that transition. So you constantly need to expand your circle of influence, so to speak. But I think the first thing to do to get started is to do that strategically, find those areas that you want to improve in or that you want to strengthen yourself in, or places where you can contribute to other people's success. And part of that, again, depends on what is your motivation. You know, the thing that drives me the most is not being able to, to make a living or develop wealth by doing what I do. What drives me, my, my motivation is I really enjoy and thrive when I see other people take some nugget that I had some part in relaying to them, watching them apply that. And that that's part of what helps them just take off. And so, um, but it start, it all starts with taking a look at yourself and figuring out who, what type of people do you need to connect with? And then getting yourself out there, whether that's at, at trade shows, chamber of commerce events, a networking organization like BNI or LATIP is another big national uh, business networking organization, Rotary, um, uh, Toastmasters is a great place if you're not comfortable talking with people. Toastmasters is a great international organization that helps you get better in communicating and communication skills. So there's just a ton of places that you can go and put yourself out there. So that would be my my suggestion of where to start. Now, I hear what you're saying, and I understand the complexity. 
but I gotta ask, you know, how long should it take, you know, on average, how long does it take before you actually start to see some change? A lot depends on where you are, right? It, it, if I'm, if I'm trying to restore a vehicle and I've got a 1930s model T Ford that's been rusted out, it's going to take me a lot longer than if I've got a 1963 Corvette, somebody took great care of, right? So it really can vary there. I think that there are some people that you just immediately connect with. You find that, that bond with, and it can happen very quickly. One of the things that I really like about the organization, the, the specific networking organizations like LATIP, like BNI, is the or fact pro. that you, or pro, well, pro is a little bit different these days and, and we'll get into that. Right. But the networking organizations in particular are a great place to go because everybody's there with a specific common purpose. And that is to get referrals. You can talk about communities and there's all kinds of communities that are out there. And the, the pro business support community is one of those where in our community, everybody in there is either a professional or they're an entrepreneur and they want to be surrounded with people like them, but their goals may not be exactly the same. So if you're going someplace that's very specific, things can happen very quickly in a matter of weeks. Now that doesn't always happen because I can tell you when I joined BNI years ago, it took me about four or five months to get my first referral. But three years later, when I left BNI, I was getting 85% of my business from that group. So, but everybody was there for a common purpose. So it, it, once you find your crowd and you make those connections, that's great. There are other people that are just, and a lot of times it has to do with the individual that are just more cautious and more reserved. And it takes time, particularly to build up that trust. You know, I talked about that no like trust factor and some people, it's just very difficult for them to trust. Maybe they've had experiences in their life where a business partner did them wrong or uh, they had some kind of terrible experience with a boss or with a client or whatever the case is. So it can happen in a matter of literally days or weeks, but sometimes, Zach, it, it takes years to get to the point where that relationship has really reached its full potential. The reason I bring that up is a lot of times we hear it takes forever, but I guess what I'm hearing you say, it depends on the people you're networking with. You know, sometimes you hit the right group and it's, it happens fairly rapidly. Other times you're dealing with people who are more reserved and that doesn't have anything to do with you. And that's, that was the reason for asking about time, because I want to make sure people listening understand then you could do everything right. And with the wrong or with people who are more cautious, it's just going to take time. You 100%. can do everything. You can do everything right with the right people. And it's like, you know, waterfall going down the hill there. It's everything's moving in your direction. Yeah. And even when you're talking about a group of people, remember everybody in that group, it's not a homogenous entity. So there are some people you might click with right away and other people that it takes that time. But just because you don't get results immediately, don't give up on building relationships. Really, as long as there's a mutually beneficial reason, anything from we just enjoy hanging out and going to watch football games together to we're going to do business together, 
um, it, it just, it takes time and give it time. As long as there's that mutually beneficial factor that is still there or the potentials to be there, don't give up. So just keep going. Would you tell us a little bit about the professional or pro business support community, AKA Absolutely. pro? Yeah. Um, so it's really, it's kind of been an interesting dynamic. So I explained kind of the origin as a business networking organization. And we then trans transformed into really a bunch of mastermind groups. At one point we had around 20 groups throughout Virginia that, that met mostly on a weekly basis. Some groups met um, a couple of times a month. Um, but then the pandemic hit, and I know we were going to talk about how that affected us a little bit later, but when the pandemic hit, it was really a force for us to say, all right, what do we do? And the, the obvious answer is we take our existing community or our meetings or our groups and we put them on zoom because that's what everybody was doing back then. Right. So as I was no longer having to drive to Northern Virginia or to Charlottesville or to Hampton Roads living in in the Richmond area. I suddenly had this free time that had been windshield time when I could start to learn and explore and and see what other people out there are doing. And that's when I really began to get into kind of the world of podcasting, not as a podcaster at that time, but listening to to people's podcasts and and learning things on YouTube. And I came across a guy named Pat Flynn. And I don't know if you know Pat Flynn or not, but Pat has one of the biggest podcasts in the world called Smart Passive Income. And so one of the things Pat had done is his focus is business owners in the online business space. And Pat created a community that Interestingly enough, he calls SPI Pro, and I give Pat a hard time about that, along with some of the folks that are on his team. But uh, but he created this community for online entrepreneurs to collaborate. Um, there was training involved. They had events. And within that, they had mastermind groups, which we were already doing. And what that did is it really expanded my vision. And I said, what if we did this? And made it available not just for the online entrepreneur, but for the guy that's got a plumbing business or the real estate agent. Or maybe you are an online retailer or have an online business and you're a course creator or podcaster. That's great, too. But I took that concept and I said, what if we no longer had this geographic boundary and we gave people a space and we we changed our focus from the community not being a part of a small group of six or eight or 10 people that you see every week, but you're part of a much larger group. And within that, if you choose, you can still be in a mastermind group, but it was no longer about the mastermind groups. So I started looking around and I looked at different platforms out there. Mighty Networks was a platform I looked at, but the one I landed on was a fairly new platform called Circle. And uh, I got to meet the guys that were the uh, the founders of Circle. And in fact, that's where we built our community was on this Circle platform. So it's very social media looking. But what I love about it is when people go there, you know, a lot of folks have their communities or their groups on on Facebook, for instance. The problem with that is there's all this distraction out there, 
right? There's so many things going on on Facebook. Your your cousin's posting about their vacation and your next door neighbor's child is graduating from, from elementary school and all of that pops up in the middle of you trying to look at your business group. What Circle allows is the folks in that community come in and there is no other distraction. It is all about the community. So within there, we have spaces where people have discussions on things like email marketing or social media marketing. And so not only is the group all focused, but within there, you can go to a specific space and have conversations with people from not just inside the U.S., but even outside the U.S. now. And then we do have multiple mastermind groups in there as well that's included in your membership. You can, it's free to be in one mastermind group or you could be in three mastermind groups, however many you want it to be. And uh, we help facilitate and coordinate that, provide some training for the mastermind groups. A lot of times I'm there and will facilitate and kind of coach the group, not only on how to run the mastermind group, but give them ideas on how they can kind of think differently. I think that's our real niche right now is entrepreneurs who want to do something outside the norm for their industry. So a great example is one of our members who is now an expat down in Costa Rica sells internet and phone service. And this guy's name is Prince Rich. And if you went to YouTube right now and you put in pretty much anything with VOIP, the voiceover internet protocol, the, the internet phone phone lines, I would almost guarantee you three or four of the top 10 results would be Prince's videos from the Rich Technology Group. So what he did, everybody else in his industry and he up to kind of changing his his thought process would go out knocking on doors. They'd talk to people who were building new office buildings or call centers and commercial realtors. And, hey, when somebody's moving in, I'd like to sell them a phone system. And what he did is he changed and began to think differently and said, OK, what if I just went to YouTube and I became I developed a reputation as the authority on internet and phone systems. And he did that. And today the guy wins all these top awards from, from the providers, from the next Tevas and ring centrals of the world. And he recently had a trip from Dubai that was paid for by one of the companies and went to another five-star Bahama resort on another uh, group's dime. Uh, and, he did all that as a one-man company initially. Now he's got a couple of sales folks that help him out, um, and he blew it up. But a lot of that, honestly, he started the strategy before he plugged in with the pro community, for sure. But the input that he got from fellow members of our community, and I, I think Prince would would verify this, uh, but the input he got from fellow members really helped him just explode and and take it to the next level. So he went from at one point having $700 in his bank account to he hasn't made an outbound sales call in over three years. He's built a home. He's built a second home that he now just uses for a YouTube studio. And he's now building investment real estate. And it all came because he was willing to think differently. So what we try to do in pro is, is the folks that we want to bring in are entrepreneurs, professionals, business owners who want to do things in a way that will make them stand out in their industry that their competition is not doing. 
and they want to collaborate with kind of, I don't, I don't know if free thinkers is, is quite the right word, but they want to collaborate with people whose thought process around business has really expanded instead of being stuck in a silo, like so many people tend to be. So what would, what advice would you give someone if they were looking to start a, an online community? You know, maybe not just a referral or a business community, but something that's related to their company, something specific or niched. What advice would you give them? Yeah, there's a couple of things. Number one, don't don't expect it to be too huge too soon. Uh, and in fact, I would start off with some of the people that are already in your kind of circle and say, hey, I want to do this, and I want to test the waters, but I need some early adopters. And if it's a paid community like ours is, maybe what you do is you say, if you help me develop this, I'll give you a free membership or a discounted membership, or it'll be free for a period of time. But the first thing that you want is that that kind of core group of super fans uh, or of raving fans, you know, that 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 already love what you do. And they're, they're fully vested. Then what I would say is bring in your first couple of groups in batches. In other words, we're going to have, that was our alpha group. Now we're going to bring in the beta group and maybe you'll let in 25 people or 50 people or a hundred people. It depends on what your potential audience size is, but say you guys are now our beta group. And as our beta group, you understand that we're still figuring out what the community is going to need and how we best serve the community. But the key there is that alpha group, you really want to make sure that you have an engaged community. See, if an engaged community is around one person, you don't really have a community. What you've got is a personality with followers. The benefit of a community is not that there's one person who is the guru, the benefit of the community is that you're bringing all these diverse people and diverse ideas and perspectives together to collaborate and to share with each other. If you have a thousand people in your group, right, in your community, and nobody's active, then nobody's getting any benefit. So you want to start off with that small group get them to buy in, understand that we're building it out, figure out what the community needs so you can meet them where they are and provide value to them. And that's, it's kind of like what I, I hear all the time about podcasting, right? A lot of times podcasters, and I know I'm guilty of this, I, I tend to lean toward telling people what I think they need to know. But it's not about what I think they need to know. It's about what do they think they need to know and service them there. And when you're building out a community, it's the same type of thing. Don't give them what you think they need. Let them tell you what they need. And then have that active small group from the beginning create that activity and that engagement to set the standard because that will encourage new people as they come in to be more active and to participate. You'll always have a... a a large number of folks that are just there to, to kind of hang out and to, to see, but you really need to have a successful community, a group of active people within that community. 
Mike, you talked a little earlier about how things kind of shifted once the pandemic hit and you didn't have to spend as much time, uh, as much uh, windshield time. Would you talk about who you talk to when you need to make big decisions? Yeah, there's there's a couple of kind of key folks, but I'm going to go just as within my community, we have mastermind groups. Outside of that, I'm a member of two mastermind groups. One of those groups that I've been a part of for almost two years now, there are some very highly successful people in there. And those are the guys. In fact, I'll be meeting with them later this afternoon. We've got our weekly mastermind meeting this afternoon. And we're all over the country, California, Indiana, New York, Florida. But we come together every week. And that's where uh, I go to say, here's an idea that I have. And I want to vet it with those guys. Or here's a challenge that I have. I need some help figuring out what to do. The key to that and I think this is just kind of general, when you have anybody that you're going to to talk to about your business, and maybe it's just life in general, is you've got to be open. You just want that person to be coming from a place of sincere desire to help you. And for me, at least, and, and it's both, I warn people when they want me to work with them, and then I tell people when I want to work with the people, is I just want brutal honesty. It don't tell me what you think I want to hear. Tell me what you think I need to hear. And that is really key because so many times folks will, they're, they're scared to tell you what they really think because they're afraid they're going to hurt you. And in the long run, they probably hurt you more by holding back. Now I'm not saying be rude or smack somebody in the face necessarily. But there's been a lot of times I've gone to this mastermind group as an example with an idea that I was excited about and it got shot full of holes, right? But the great thing is I didn't waste a lot of time or money pursuing something that I was convinced was a great idea, but by getting some outside eyeballs on it, it made me go, eh, maybe that's not what I thought it was. Okay, so I'm going to drill down a little deeper on it. Okay. Let's talk about the people. How do you judge, get the, I mean, masterminds are wonderful. And like you say, there are a ton of them out there with, sure. with your experience, you know, what is it that clicks in your mind when you meet a mastermind group or you meet someone who's starting one and you're saying, okay, this is, these are people I need to be associated with. I think for me, and I, I can only speak personally here. Uh, but for me, the biggest thing is what is the commitment level of those folks? Um, not only with the mastermind groups that are mastermind groups, but even kind of within my organization, as we evolved from a networking group to, to kind of a mastermind desk group to this community with mastermind groups, a lot of groups will come and go. And the biggest reason I think groups fail is because there's a lack of commitment. Somebody, you know, last minute you'll get an email. Hey guys, I can't be at the meeting today. I had a client call and, and I need to go make this sale. Now I understand if you've been working for 
three months to try and get in front of the CEO of Pepsi Cola, you know, that's a big deal. We get that. But as a general rule, what I, what I tell folks is I look for people who are going to treat getting together with the mastermind group, either as a group or an appointment with somebody that's in that group or any strategic partner that you have a one-on-one relationship with. Treat that like it is an appointment with your best and biggest client. And if something comes up and you would not call that big company and say, I have to reschedule, don't reschedule with that individual or that group either. So for me, that's kind of the first thing is, is are the members of the group committed? Because I've seen more groups fall apart because of lack of commitment. And then the second thing I would say is you need to have expectations, whether it's with an individual or a group. This is what I want to accomplish. Or as a group, this is what we agree that we want to accomplish. And periodically, you need to go back and evaluate that. I know about every six months or so, my mastermind group stops. And instead of putting somebody on the hot seat, we'll say, okay, where are we? Is everybody still getting value out of this? What do we need to change or tweak or, or what have you to continue to make it valuable? And realize that that not necessarily every individual relationship, but any group that you're a part of, there is a lifespan to that. It, it might be a group that gets together for three months and they accomplish what they wanted to accomplish. And they say, Hey, thanks guys. And we're done. It might be 20 years and the same group of people will get together and sit down on every week or every month. And, and they go through that process. But at some point, because life changes, circumstances change, people retire, they move, they get transferred, um, whatever the, the change in life, eventually, any of these groups, uh, there's an end to the lifespan of a group. So, so I want to go on kind of a hypothetical. Okay. I've heard you kind of talk about prone as being kind of a community with masterminds now. Mm -hmm. my question is more about how do you get how do you get the attention of busy business people now i'm it, it doesn't sound like you're really trying to grow the hell out of the group but just you know if you're trying to bring in if you're trying to just kind of ramp up and you're looking to maybe you're not you're not pro but you're some other group mm -hmm. and you're trying to bring people in new people you know, how do you get their attention? I mean, they're busy, you know, like you said, you know, they're, they're trying to get in front of Pepsi, but how do you get their attention? What is it that, that you do to do, to get their attention? Well, first, let me dispel the first part of that rumor. COVID really hit us hard and we lost a large percentage of our members. So we are aggressively looking to add members to our community but we want them to be the right members, right? I think initially it, it depends on where you are and what your goal is. If you're talking about a local community, like when, when we were geographically based and everybody met in person, our growth came almost exclusively by word of mouth. What we did is we put together the very first group back in 2006. Those guys had a great experience they started sharing it with other people who at that time were invited to come kind of check out a meeting, see if it might be a good fit for them. 
Um, and in a lot of cases, people said, this is great, but I don't want to conflict with Susie because she's already a real estate agent. What do I need to start a new group? And so initially that's how we grew. And I still think if you just want to get connected with people in your region, that's a great way to do it. Since we made this pivot and we really went kind of all in a year or so ago on this on this virtual community where people can connect no matter where they are. Um, we're still in the process of figuring out how we're going to market that. Right. So one of the things I did, and I think this is part of the reason we connected is I launched a podcast. Now my podcast isn't a marketing tool or a recruiting tool. My podcast is out there to serve people. And much like your podcast is, to to give people value and through that one of the things i'm doing is i'm giving my contacts as you're giving your contacts some of them are members of my community some of them i know from outside the community but it allows them an opportunity to develop a reputation as an authority in their field and what that does is as the curator of that like you are with your show bringing all these guests in to talk about issues that they have expertise in as the curator, you can become the go-to person. And I think what it's a great strategy to do that and to develop a following and realize if you've got, you know, if you have a thousand people subscribe to your podcast, the odds are there's 20 of them that like you enough and want to spend more time and they go, where, what else do you have? Where can I get more that are likely to come in and, and join the community? We use social media. One of the things we do is periodically about once a month or so, we hold a, an open networking event. You don't have to be a member of pro. Anybody can come in. We obviously have members that, that attend that. Um, generally we advertise that we have a Facebook page that is, um, I think it's facebook.com slash the pro community. I'll have to verify that for your show notes, but I'm pretty sure that'll get you there. Uh, there's another platform called meetup.com that we were using when we had geographically located groups. And so that helps us attract. We've got a couple of thousand people that follow us on meetup.com, but every one of these open events we advertise out there. And then another thing we do to, to expose folks is we have a, a book club. So, a book of the month club that people can sign up to for free. Uh, we do some zoom meetings where we can come in and we will talk about chapters one through five and this one and six through 10 and the next meeting, but we share, um, I pick the books, at least right now I do. And we all read it together and we talk about what's our takeaway. What, what from that book can we apply to our business? What did we not agree with? Um, and why and so it's a really great discussion around that and folks can sign up for that free book club at theprobookclub.com uh, but those are things that we do again it's my approach zach is i want to serve people first and i want to i, I just want to identify the people who really enjoy the content that we create and what we put out there and who say what else do you have? And and that's when we tend to say, we've got a community where you can collaborate with other like-minded folks who want to think differently and help take your business to the next level. 
So it's kind of a multi-pronged approach. Now, do you ever uh, use your book as the source material? Well, the, the, when I say I'm an author, that's been because of articles and some blog posts. So I have not compiled the book together yet. Okay. Uh, it's coming, but, um, uh, but that's not out there yet available. I've got some people really pushing me to finish that project and, uh, uh, I'm looking forward to doing that. And there's probably a couple of books in there and one of them will go back to the roots of, of pro because there's so many people even today that I come across who just want to get connected with people, but they don't know how to network or how to start, or they're not comfortable when they go into a room full of strangers and, and say, how do I, number one, start a conversation? Number two, figure out, am I talking to the right person? And then number three, get them to want to reconnect with me after the event. And if your experience is anything like mine, Zach, you've gone to networking events and there have been what I like to call the Vegas dealer networkers out there that have, they go in, they think the way to network is you take a stack of cards you say, Hey, how you doing? Here's my card. Can I get your card? Great. Nice to meet you. Boom. They're off to the next person. And there's no meaningful dialogue anywhere. And that's not really networking in my opinion. That's not giving people a reason to want to reconnect with you. That's just adding people to your list to cold call. You know, it, <laughs> that's it not really even a warm is. call. Well, it's not, I don't even know that it's that Zach. Cause I get phone calls and I mean, literally it's like, Hey Zach, this is Mike. I met you the other day at the chamber of commerce event. And then yeah. from that point on, it's the same cold call script as if they bought my name from a list somewhere. Right. So I think a lot of us have experienced that. As we start to wrap up, Mike, is there anything you wish more people would ask you? I think the biggest thing, whether it's me or just asking themselves that I wish more people would ask is what can I do that is different from my competitors um, that will make me either stand out because maybe it's something to do with marketing or awareness or that can make you run your business more efficiently. You know, as an example, one of the things that I've really started to dive into is the idea of automation. You know, I've done a newsletter before and had a newsletter that went out and that type of thing. What I didn't have is a way where people could identify what exactly they're interested in and then create targeted automated emails. So when somebody new comes into our system, the book club's a good example. Somebody comes in and they sign up for our book club right? They give us our email. That's the only thing we, so we can let them know what's going on. But what that does is in our email marketing system is it tags them. So I can then create an automated sequence from the time they sign up that goes through. Well, I'd never heard of anything like that before the pandemic. It's been out there for years, but you know, the, the email marketing system I use, I love for the automation. It's called convert kit. I love it so much. I became an affiliate for them. So, you know, that's kind of cool too. So uh, when new people pick up and use it, it doesn't cost them anything extra. I get a little bit of money though. So, um, so that's cool. But going back to, to answering your question, what I wish people would ask me or ask themselves is what can I learn that other people are doing 
that I can apply to my career, to my job, to my business. And some of the best ideas, you know, over the course of the 16 years that pro's been around, some of the best ideas came from a group of people that were talking and a challenge came up and somebody said, well, in my industry, this is what a lot of people do. Nobody in, in this person's industry has ever done anything like that. And they, so they might've had to make some tweaks, but what it did is it created tremendous results. So the question that I would, that, that I want people to ask is what can I do? different to either stand out or to be more efficient. Okay. Now that we're in this space, what gets you up in the morning? What motivates you, gets you out the door and makes you do what you do every day? Other than coffee. <laughs> Other than coffee. <laughs> you know, it, it goes back to kind of where my heart in this business is. And, um, what I get excited about is when I see somebody take an idea that they got from someone in our community and they apply it and it works, right? And it, you know, every idea is not going to work. Every idea is not magic. But a lot of times there are good ideas that maybe you can use directly or maybe you have to modify a little bit for your industry. But man, that's what gets me excited. I mean, I get up, I, I can't remember the last day I've gotten up and gone, I don't want to go to work today, right? There are tasks I don't want to do, but we all have the, those, you know, those mundane tasks that some people love to do. I mean, thank God for accountants, because that's not my, that's not my area of expertise. Um, but for me, it is, it is seeing the impact that our community has on each other's businesses and lives so now do you have anything coming down the pipe that you feel comfortable talking to us about yeah one of the things we're working on zach is we're working on creating our first couple of online courses um one of those is going to be kind of a networking basics course and they're going to be online and what we're going to do, at least the plan right now, nothing is set in stone, but the plan is to make those courses available for free to members of our community, but available for people who don't want to join our community just to purchase and have access to. So that's kind of the next big thing in our pipeline that, that we're working to develop is, um, Outside of the the networking basics, we're in the early stages of saying, what do you want to learn about? And we're going to do one of two things. We're either going to connect them with great content creators that I have a relationship with that already have those courses developed. Um, again, my, my friend Pat Flynn's got a great course on launching a podcast. He's got a great course on email marketing. It would take me a long time to to equal the quality of those courses. Um, but, you know, where we are, it's, um, you know, that networking piece, that relationship piece, the running a mastermind uh, group type of training. Those are some of the things that, that we're looking at putting together within our community. And that's not to say we'll never do a how to start a podcast course. 
but I want to get more than three months into my podcast, right? I need to, uh, I need to have some more experience and try some more things, but, um, there's a few folks that I've learned a tremendous amount from whether it is about video and YouTube or, or podcasting and audio. And it's not just Pat Flynn, but it's people like, uh, Sean Cannell and Tom Buck and Luria Petrucci and, and some of these folks. And then, um, you know, we may down the road kind of create some subgroups within our larger community. Right now, the majority of our community are small business owners, uh, a lot of solopreneurs in there, or people that have to think and operate like that. But as we get more interest from folks that are in the executive level of larger companies, um, there's a good chance that we're going to branch off and create executive mastermind groups that have more strict qualifications to get in. You must, you know, either have a certain number of employees or do a certain amount of revenue, that type of thing. Cause I mean, when you think about it, the CEO, uh, you know, uh, Phil Knight with Nike probably isn't going to get a lot of benefit being in a group with three 22 year olds who are just starting in real estate and financial advising and insurance, right? They might get a lot of value from him. Um, so the two big things I would say, number one are the courses. That's the immediate thing on the on the horizon. And then the second second one, probably out of those, is that that developing an executive level um, membership. So what's the best way to follow you on social media? Uh, there's a couple of places, uh, you can find me on Facebook, facebook.com slash Michael S as in Stanley, my middle name short facebook.com slash Michael S short, uh, Twitter is pro underscore founder is my handle there. Um, and I think Instagram is also Michael S short, or folks can just go to our website, which is the pro That's T H E procommunity.com. So if you go to the procommunity.com, you can find some information about our community. You can sign up for, um, for our email newsletter, which tells you what events we're having every month. It lists all of them. So it'll tell you which ones are for members only and which ones are, are open for the general public. So those are probably the best ways to connect. Mike, thank you so much for joining us on the subscription maker podcast. Zach, I've really enjoyed talking with you and thanks for setting the example, man. I love, I love when I get to talk to folks who have been in the podcasting game a little bit longer than me. Um, and I appreciate the opportunity to come and to share to your audience and hopefully somebody uh, will get some great ideas from our conversation. This is your host, Zachary Alexander. Please join us next time as we discuss what it takes to make a subscription flywheel work for you.